Bell, live from Glasgow, it's We Grab Joes! <laughs> Hello, Natural Crew. I'm Nachos, and welcome to the third episode of the Honor Podcast. <laughs> How are we on number three? Oh my god. I'm joined, as always, by the inimitable dynamic duo. <laughs> my main bitches, Bailo, Dusty Relics. <laughs> Weasel and Gram Jams. The hey usual gang. disclaimers apply. Expect plenty of foul fucking language, cracky content of little socially redeeming value, and a whole lot of smut. <laughs> Emphasis on the whole. <laughs> okay, guys, there's been so much that's happened since the last, know, por- the last podcast. Oh my god. It's been, it's been a crazy time, hasn't it, has. in, in Nachoville? It's all it's been going off. Insane. I mean, just some of the things that have happened. So we've had... The Hunter Custom Funko Pops Aww. and Relic Crew merchandise. Which we are extremely excited to receive. Merchant on, you are actually a godsend and you've a been legend. doing amazing work. Yeah, I can't believe that this is happening. We've just been lucky enough this morning to receive a little sneak preview of some of the merch that we're getting. So we're extremely grateful. Thank you so much. I can't actually wait to sport my Relic Crew t-shirt. I'm going to be pimp as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) All three of us are just going to wear like matching t-shirts. All the time. All the time. (laughs) Whenever we're out together. Just just when we're all out together, we're just going to look so cool. And we've also had all the turned on at work and indeed turned on everywhere stories. How are we pronouncing? Yeah, was it Tuau? Today I was Tuau. I was Tuauing everywhere. Just so many inappropriate anecdotes. So many. I mean, we just keep on coming. I think one of my favourite ones has been the Unholy Trash Anon, who was like a coordinator at a church oh, and uh, yeah. they've been reading Don't Want to Be Your Girl in Between Services. This one was particularly and, uh, epic. Good. Yeah, they did say that they had to change their underwear in between <laughs> services. That is filth. Soiled, spoiled and ruined. <laughs> Your filthy words and head are just yeah. raining underwear all over the world. Don't go into a church, your skin will crackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> And there was another brilliant one about you know who went to a Manchester United game and uh, they weren't sure whether Man U had been more fucked or Lexa. <laughs> I think I'd rather be reading smart than watching football, to be honest yeah. with you. Or soccer here in America. Yeah, soccer. And then, of course, there was the, the media theory class, Anon, who oh, yeah. uh, their professor discussed and read out an excerpt mm. of Don't Want to Be Your Girl in class. No, I think this really was epic, because this is where, this is meta, where Don't Want to Be Your Girl went academic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so meta. Professor Lexa would be having a field day yeah. with this kind of highbrow discussion. <laughs> your, What's the professor wearing an elbow patched uh, blazer, do we know? Sadly, I don't think so, no. He was okay. a he, um, unfortunately. And I think I remember the Anon saying she didn't think that anybody could make it sound that unsexy. Not even us. We sexify him. He managed to do that. Unsurprisingly, he wasn't trying to make it sound sexy in the setting of a classroom. <laughs> that would be weird if he did do that. But yeah. I particularly liked how she was saying that she was trying to play this part of, like, it was this real academic think piece on um, <laughs> feminism and the porn industry or whatever. And it is a think piece on feminism. It is, well. but she was deliberately hamming it up, like, her, her yeah. thoughts, wasn't she, on yeah. it, which is, yeah, legendary. 
deliberately pretentious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I just cannot believe that Don't Wanna Be Your Girl has been discussed in, in an academic setting. No, it's, it's just, amazing. You've really made it. Yeah, you have really, really like made life it. goals achieved. Somebody is going to end up doing a thesis on this <laughs> fan fiction at oh, some point, no, no. and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then of course there was the natural crew pets. Oh, I've been uh, loving the pets. Thank I mean, you. we would love to give a shout out to all the pets. There's been, there's been so many, there's been so many. So we just have to restrict it to the original, which the original, was yeah. Cassie the cat. Oh, little Cassie oh, sky, little, little ginger blue eyed person. She had little <laughs> Clark's blue eyes. She did. <laughs> And she was the pet that kicked off the whole natural crew pets phenomenon. Submission. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't you say phenomenon. Oh, no, you can't remind me of it. Sorry. We'll get to her later. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Don't excite me in don't that way. Don't peek too soon. <laughs> <laughs> no premature Vanessa. <laughs> we also had the For My People and Gossip Grounder magazines. All oh, right, that was some incredible shit you yeah. did there. Oh, can we just go back to the pets, though, that we had three kittens oh, named God, after oh, yes. Sorry, how did I forget this? How yeah. did you forget? We, we, we are now immortalized in kitten form forever. <laughs> yeah. we I don't think I've ever been happier. Temporarily. Temporarily, Cause, but cause it doesn't matter. You know, They might decide to keep the, some the, of the, the names. The new owners might hear the names and be like, oh, no, that shows us a really yeah, unusual no frickin'. Grandgams. <laughs> Weasel, weasel the kitten. Weasel the kitten is actually quite really cute. cute. It is. That is quite cute. Why yeah. haven't we called Nachos it? is quite cute as well. Gram jams is a little bit of a mouthful. It's niche. <laughs> jams. Oh, jams. Sweet jams. jams. Oh, jams. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. Thank you so much for that honour. We were um, all extremely chuffed. Um, sorry, I do have to mention one of the other pets, and that was Tabitha Thundercat. Yay! Oh, it, Tabs. it did come from Don't Wanna Be Your Girl, so yes. yeah, yeah, I was really impressed by that. So you've had a blog and a kitten now, because there's the fake blog and a blog. Yes. Um, Which is so Vanessa, I'm sorry. And we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we know it's you, Vanessa. We've, yeah, we know it's you. You've denied it, but we know it's you. Yeah. It's totally your style. It's so Vanessa. It's, that's so, <laughs> so Vanessa. <laughs> We've got your number now. <laughs> oh. I wish I had a number. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Stalker alert. And of course, <laughs> moving swiftly on, last but not least is Relicon and the Don't Want to Be Your Girl rap party. Aww. That's going to be Fucking amazing. Oh That's my god. So again, as you said in your post the other day, Nachos, we keep talking about these fantastical things or that seem so out of reach and ridiculous and then they just keep happening I know. Well, or we're making them happen we need, to, we need to be careful what we wish for I know. <laughs> or maybe we need to just reach for the stars can we like high. hope for Eliza to be our next guest on the <laughs> yeah, podcast maybe. Yeah, we did say maybe in like 50 years yeah. you know, like, well, she'll be I mean, up for it she was in Scotland and I know. We, missed that opportunity. we missed that opportunity so rude that she didn't her. get in contact I, I, had, had, I, had, I tweeted her and everything I had Tumblr friends messaging me saying I am so outraged that you're not going to Edinburgh immediately to try and hunt her down and I'm like I'm not really sure what my chances are but that was pretty cool to know that she was nearby I could smell her (laughs) (laughs) she smelled great (laughs) she's not Clark (laughs) (laughs) Clark's had a shower now though it's fine she has has. she's had that one she's had that one shower Naturally, were you going to talk about the confessions as well? Oh God, yeah. So there's been all the the host of confessions for Priest Lexa, 
that have been in my inbox this week. Yeah, some pretty juicy stories. I liked the Anon with three broken fingers. <laughs> yeah, we are, our, the Hunter podcast is better than sex. It's official. <laughs> you <heard> guys. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was um, pretty funny. But yeah. And the TA. The TA. The girl that um, had sex with her TA and got booted off her college her course. course. Yeah. yeah. Forever, forever on her. Forever on her academic record. As I said, it's a great story, but it's a shitty outcome. But what's life without good stories to take forward? (laughs) Education. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the influx of confessions have been so sinful and yeah, really entertaining. We also had the real life. Don't want to be your girl, Clexa. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. And the ba- and baby Eddie, and the little baby. Yeah. That's amazing. So we, we we were just talking about that earlier. Anon, um, what 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 are we calling this? Anon? Did they did you dub them? Anything? I didn't give them a name. Oh, no. Give them one now. Porn star's wife, Anon. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we were saying we want to hear more about um this your ex porn star wife no is that right <laughs> um about how that all came about so yeah if you want to give us more. we have questions but yeah more so many questions more details so questions. more details so the next segment is don't want to be your girl official rap party coming 27th of may <laughs> and we have a sexually charged <laughs> <laughs> reading from what are you? We your we we chose. We cho- you we chose. We chose. <laughs> oh, we chose. And it's so sexy. Oh, <laughs> when you when you hop like that, it makes it even. We chose. Waffles. I believe you call them we chose. <laughs> Take it away, girls. I can barely contain my excitement. <laughs> About my nudes. She should have known Clark wouldn't let it go. Did you not over them? Just yes or no. She rolls onto her back and stares up at the ceiling. It would be easy to deny it, to pass it off as a joke, or tell Clark goodnight. It's what she should do. Come on, Lexa. Clark draws. That wasn't much of a draw, was it? <laughs> draw. Come on, Lexa. <laughs> Clark draws. And it's a low tease. <laughs> Calculated to leave Lexa squirming. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> what is that voice? I don't know. She's I'm not really reading. fucking glad Clark didn't choose to FaceTime her because she's bright red when she finally admits, yes, okay, Jesus. There's a short lull. More than once? When Lexa doesn't reply, Clark persists. Five times? Ten? Twenty? Clark? I'm not judging you. I think it's hot. God, it makes me... <laughs> she imagines Clark biting her lip, thick lashes shadowing her cheeks, and suddenly Lexa's sleep shorts feel all too confining. <laughs> she got a Yeah, she got, she's got serious a lady on. wood. On. She's got a on. <laughs> Is that like Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Lexa's sleep shorts feel too all too confining, the fabric too heavy against her skin, and she's entirely too attuned to the warm ache that's settled between her thighs. The rough breath Clark lets out doesn't help her downstairs situation. (laughs) 
sorry. It's also a situation just to meet me. Like a great man for a club. In her nether regions. Are you alone? Yes, I'm quiet. Lexa hears rustling movement in her mind reels. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> More rustling, a soft sigh, followed by a hitching breath. <laughs> Is this okay? Fuck, it's fuck. Lexa wills herself to pull it together. Yes. She tries to sound blasé, like a little impromptu phone sex is no big deal. Technically, it isn't her first time. There was one botched attempt with Costia last summer, which was pretty much the most awkward five minutes of her life, and she'll carry the secret of it to her grave. <laughs> this time around, she's determined to do better. You don't have to say anything. I can... No, I want to, Lexa says too quickly. She presses her lips together. She listens to the way Clark's breathing changes, the tiny catch in the back of her throat that tells her Clark's found a particularly sensitive spot. <laughs> I really want to. A soft huff of laughter reaches her, but it's pleased, not mocking. Okay. Can you do a pleased yet, yet not mocking laugh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I said laugh, not choke. <laughs> um, you were right. <laughs> A soft huff of laughter. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do any sort of soft huff of laughter. Uh, I'm sure you can. Like a ridiculous giggle right now. <laughs> that okay. was a cough. Okay. <laughs> Lexa traps her bottom lip between her teeth, then releases it, swallows hard before she says, Are you wet? Are you wet? Are you wet? Tell you her. Come on, Lexa, you need to work on that phone voice a bit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Are you wet? <laughs> the other woman makes a noise, a bitten back groan, uh. and Lexa. <laughs> <laughs> and Lexa's bolstered by the reaction, projecting confidence she doesn't quite feel when she asks again, "Are you wet for me, Clark?" <laughs> so wet, God! You make me so fucking wet, Lexa. <laughs> I ruined a pair of panties yesterday just thinking about you. We scared away the cat. <laughs> she has to shut her eyes, concentrate on her own breathing for a moment because she feels like her heart is going to beat right out of her rib cage. It's racing so fast. What? She wets her lip. What about me, specifically? Your mouth, your hands. Clark sucks in a breath. Lets it out in a long, tremulous exhale. I should do the sound effects while I'm waiting. You're the Foley artist. <laughs> Have you got anything that requires coconuts? <laughs> thunder? Or thunder, yeah. Like, seriously, I'm up for it. Lexa's imagination is running rampant. A very vivid picture forming in her mind about what Clark's doing to cause those soft little pants that filter through the phone speaker. Your fingers inside to me. Three, four. Wow. Stretching me with that nice, deep kind of burn. Clark laps. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Clark lapses into a low groan, and Lexa has to stifle a whimper of her own. I, fuck. I thought about whether I could take your whole fist. Jesus fucking Christ. Of Lexa's stunned silence, Clark lets out a short laugh. 
Too much. <laughs> too much. Too everything. Lexa looks down dazedly at her hand, folding <laughs> her fingers against her palm. There's no way, is there? The digits are unusually long, sure, but the width of her hands is fairly narrow. Maybe with enough warm-up and lube. <laughs> Lexa, are you still there? She shakes her head, snaps her jaw shut. I'm here. I refocus, breathe. Is that really something you'd like me to do? What can I say? I'm trisexual. I'll try anything once. And she can visualise the provocative arch of an eyebrow, the half-smirk on Clark's lips. So cocky, so pleased with herself. Maybe someday we can work up to that. The maybe someday is the thing that Lexa latches onto, because it suggests Clark's wants her around for longer than the six or so weeks until her next shoot begins, when by tacit agreement their arrangement will come to an end. But that can't be right. Lexa's obviously reading too much into it. Sorry, did I break you? Clark doesn't sound the least bit contrite. It isn't difficult to imagine the lazy broadening of her smile. The way she might be looking up at Lexa from beneath lowered eyelashes. Should have gone. Shh. But. I'm the scared man. Should have gone. What the fuck? What are you trying to say? Clark's like. Scat. Some scat. It's not that kind of thing. It's not that kind of thing. Should have gone. Should have. Should have. Would have. Could have. Would have. Would have. Should I go back to the part about your mouth? Because I thought about that too, like, a lot. You did? Mm-hmm. Your lips are amazing, you know. They're so soft and you have this little crease down the middle of your bottom lip that I just, uh, I want to bite it! <laughs> that brings an unbidden smile to Lexa's face, despite her flustered state. Let me tell you, if you're ever going to consider a career in porn, you'd be set. That mouth is made for giving oral. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know I have options if academia doesn't pan out, Lexa says, deadpan. And next up, we have the Antipodean stylings of Gram Jams with the aneurysm of the week. Take it away, Gram Jams. She squints, glances down at her hand where it rests on the trackpad, then back to the illustration, and promptly jumps a foot into the air when the door swings open. In a panic, she scrambles to minimise the browser window before Anya strides into the room, a flurry of blonde highlights, unceremoniously dropping her messenger bag onto the table and slumping into the chair opposite Lexa. Such a dramatic entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic, oh. She prays to every lesbian icon she can think of. How many lesbian icons are there? Quite a few now. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking religious like <laughs> thinking like Jodie Foster Ellen Keith she prays to every lesbian icon she can think of that Anya didn't catch a glimpse of the screen because she's pretty sure there's no reasonable excuse for her being caught looking at a book entitled A Hand in the Bush The Fine Art of Vaginal Fisting <laughs> Between this and Ontari walking in on her yesterday, it's probably shaved five years of Lex's life expectancy. <laughs> I keep doing really loud calls. <laughs> You're like Lexa, with the swallow, I know. the trademark swallow. Go. <laughs> oh my god, Clark's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> she forces a smile onto her face, one that shows far too much of her gums to be natural. You're early. I thought you were going to stop by the cafeteria first. I was. <laughs> But I need to submit the abstract for my thesis to my research supervisor by 4pm, so... <laughs> Anya shrugs. Pulling out... <laughs> I start with nachos! Yes. Yes. 
How many pig snorts can I get out of that chase one in <laughs> Anya shrugs, pulling out her laptop and bottle of water from her bag. She eyes Lexa for a few awkward seconds, watching the blush that's slowly receding down her neck. Okay, what's going on with you? You look weird. And I don't mean Benedict Cumberbatch weird. I mean, you just committed a federal crime and buried a body weird. <laughs> Nothing's going on. I'm reading for my queer women in literature class. To illustrate the point, Lexa lifts up a near pristine copy of the autobiography of Alice P. Toklas. That would almost be convincing if the book wasn't upside down and back to front. <laughs> you can get a job in Neighbours after this. I totally can. Anya unscrews the lid of her mineral water and takes a pointed sip. Lexa equally pointedly ignores her. They lapse into quiet for a few minutes, the only sounds, the persistent tapping of keys and the occasional overly forceful turning of a page. It lulls Lexa into a full sense of security until... So! <laughs> Anya drags the word out. Oh, that wasn't really dragged out. So? Sorry. Sorry. Like, <laughs> she's, like, she's like asking, like, yeah, I know. what's going on? So, Anya drags the word out. How are things going with Clark? <laughs> Lexa doesn't look up from her book. Fine. She tries to keep her tone even. I saw her yesterday. Lexa's gone really posh. <laughs> posh you English. make her really posh. I should make her really posh. Definitely. I can. I can do that. If do you want. it. Do it. Make her really posh. Do it. Do it. Okay, well. <laughs> the typing pauses and Lexa finally lifts her eyes to Anya's. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Even as the dismissive words leave her lips, Lexa knows what a barefaced lie that is. She slept over. They had two booty calls in a 12-hour period. That's not normal by any stretch of the imagination, no matter how strong Clark's premenstrual sex drive is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clarky. And Lexa can't rationalise it to herself, much less her lifelong friends. Not a big... Excuse me. Anya gives her a flat stare. You've hooked up with this chick, what, three times in the space of a week? Three times! There are couples that don't even fuck that often. <laughs> she pushes the water bottle across the table. You need this more than me. Really, you should hydrate yourself. Because you, my dude, my guy, my gay, are thirsty as fuck. <laughs> and next up we have Cassie Skye's Sex and Feelings Workshop with Agony Auntie's Regram shows. We have had some amazing questions oh, for quality, this. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Some serious ones too, though, it has to be said. Maybe. But I don't know <laughs> how serious we're going to I can't guarantee that we're going to yeah. answer them in a serious I also, I also can't guarantee how serious the potentially serious ones are because yeah. we're quite convinced that some of these are potentially I also made, made up. But. I also think that any advice we give should be maybe taken with a pinch of salt, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's really a pinch it's, of lesbian salt. It's, it's also, it's, but it's not our advice, it's Cassie Sky. Yes. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. We, you know, we, we've been consulting we've with Cassie Sky on this. This is know. like a definite what would Cassie do situation. What would Cassie, what would Cassie, what would Cassie, what would Cassie, 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 D. D. That sounds like... W, 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 w,
That's like an Alka-Pop from the early noughties. And so, like, that's what the Hunter Clark, Hunter version of Clark. She does. Oh my God. That's oh, her drink. Guys, it's all intermingling it's all, coming, all the time. All, it, all coming full circle. It, it, really, yeah. it always does. But yeah, we have consulted with the famous porn actress, Cassie <laughs> Sky, and these are her, her thoughts and... Tips. Deepest, darkest feelings. So, tips. Shall I kick off with the first? Please do. First question. Please do. This is actually an ask that I received a while ago and I never responded to because I kind of wanted to keep it because it amused me so much. (laughs) So, it is Do you ever want to get fucked but strap ons look so unsexy? (laughs) How do you get around that? Buy one that doesn't look like a penis. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> Don't so. get one that's got balls yeah. and veins and a helmet. No balls. <laughs> no no helmets. No balls. No, balls. no like, stuck-on pubes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no sort of veiny relief. Veiny bangs. Veiny oh, relief. <laughs> Vain for her pleasure. I mean, unless, of course, you're into that, ladies, because there's nothing wrong yeah, with no, that. Yeah, like, I mean, no. If you like the cock, then go for it. Just get a full it. cock aesthetic. But, <laughs> however, you can get really pretty, smooth, purple and pink ones, etc. So yeah. it certainly helps when you have, like, good gear. Basically, when you do for the first time try it out it is really ridiculous and really unsexy and then you just kind of like get over it and then maybe it does become a bit sexy so yeah. you just have to get over it but I would recommend don't be a cheapskate with what you buy because mm-hmm. that does make a difference yeah. splash out it's a good investment it's a good investment it lasts yeah. a long time uh, unless you know you're a dildo is for life not just for Christmas yeah. I mean Cassie Sky is buying out that, that, whole, proper... that whole range yeah. you know and if it says it's dishwasher safe remember to take it out the dishwasher when you've got a friend <laughs> before your mum comes in <laughs> yeah otherwise or it's if embarrassing or if you've washed the harness and you've hung it like on your clothes horse in your house. <laughs> also remember to put that away before anyone comes over because that has happened to me and it's really fucking embarrassing. <laughs> also, um, silicon shows up as water on a scan in the airport. So if you've got one in your hand luggage going abroad, be prepared to get it have your suitcase out. opened and that dildo whipped out in front of everybody in airport security. That's, that's happened to an ex-girlfriend of mine. Yes. That's really so embarrassing. put also. it in your hold luggage. Yeah. Put it in your hold. These are just... <laughs> These are just general. <laughs> these are just general, you know, dildo tips now. Yeah, sorry, we've gone off on a yeah. dildo tangent. Yeah, I think like strap-ons are always initially going to look a bit comical. Yeah, and actually, if you can't, I think you, you need to be able to have a laugh about it. Yeah, you definitely, definitely do. You have so. to laugh. You can do the dildo dance. <laughs> no, please God, no. What? Definitely not. No flapping. No, no flapping of the dildos. No No, you have to laugh. You have to just get on with it. And to be honest, once it's inside of you, you just don't give a shit anymore how what it looks like. (laughs) You're over it. So the next one is, Dear Cassie, I would like my girlfriend to call me daddy when I'm topping her, but I don't know how to bring it up. I know how it sounds, and I even cringe at the suggestion, but I can't help how my body responds to it. I turn on like a light switch at the idea. (laughs) Nice. Even if I shudder mentally at the same time. Please help me, Cassie. You're my only hope. (laughs) P.S. If the daddy kink weirds you out too much, I'd like some general advice on bringing up hit or miss kinks to sexual partners. Wow. 
That's a juicy question, isn't it? (laughs) So we've consulted with Cassie on this one, and she had a really, really good suggestion. And that was, instead of using the word daddy, if it does eke you out a little bit, or your partner, how about using the word padre? (laughs) Because, you know, padre is Spanish for father, and it's not as obvious, and it's exotic. So they might be into that. Uh, or you could choose an even more obscure language. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have a, like, your partner wouldn't actually even know that you were calling well, them daddy. daddy. That could be a way to pull the wool over their eyes. <laughs> that could be. Deception and sex is always a good idea. <laughs> so the last part of that ask was about bringing up hit or miss kinks to sexual partners. So what do we have to say about that? I think just honesty is the best policy always mm. and have a chat before you get down and dirty. Yeah, definitely um, before you start getting down. Before you start going into conversation don't, don't when just, you're... Don't just, you know, say, I'm going to pee on you, is that alright? While <laughs> <laughs> well, you're mid-flow. <laughs> and if you do get... accidentally pee on someone, make sure you haven't drunk a fuck ton of booze or coffee because it smells like sugar puffs. You're not always going <laughs> to... That seemed not... like it was from personal experience. <laughs> but yeah, you're not always going to match up with your partner, I guess, about all your kinks, so you just have to test the waters. <laughs> I feel like we're going back to the... Nachos are coming back to the pee thing here. Golden showers. Golden showers all over. Wait, every shower is um, golden. We gram shows. Can electrocution be sexy? Oh, hells to the yes. <laughs> Live wires make my nipples so hard. <laughs> Don't even get me started on welding. Thoughts, voltage, grounding, etc. Hairstyle? Finger in the socket hairstyle? Are you the, are you the bird from Flashdance? I'm thinking that, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Beals. Yeah. Uh, nice to have your question. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, I think if you're really into electrocution, you should do Tough Mudder, because my friend did that. He got, oh, yeah. he got electrocuted in the top of his head, and he blacked out for <sighs> part of Tough Mudder. So, you know. I don't he, know whether they would encourage people to get off during Tough Mudder. Yeah, though. you could have someone like with you, just slip, slip a few digits in when you're unconscious, <laughs> when you're being oh. zapped. That sounds a little bit risky. <laughs> Uh, Hairstyle. I mean, you're probably going to be quite static, static afterwards, yeah. so it might be like Einstein, <laughs> young Einstein. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, live wires on the nips. Ouchie. Okay. Um, I think you're going to have to really look into the health and safety. Do some. Uh, Make sure your equipment's pat tested. Pat testing. <laughs> um, you don't want to. You don't want to get short circuited <laughs> and electrocute yourself. Well, you do want to electrocute yourself. Yeah. You don't want to like die. No, so. you don't want to die. Yeah. Be responsible, kids. Electricity is dangerous. <laughs> and, you know, nipples are for life. And I'm thinking you might want some, like, Vaseline for the singeing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. yeah. Oh, and, yeah, gr- you have to ground yourself. Maybe stand on some rubber tyres. Wear some welly, yeah. bo- welly boots. Wellies. Rubber soles. Rubber soles yeah. are your friends. Be yeah. responsible. Definitely. Wow. No tinfoil <clears> nearby. <throat> Do you feel, Nachos, that this would maybe even be too much for Cathy Sky? I think this might be a bit much for Cathy. Or Clark. Do you think it would blow her sockets? Her fuck socket. Blow her fuck socket. If Lexa was to suggest this. Yeah, I can't ever see Lexa suggesting this yeah. somehow. What is, no. Just out of interest, what is Cassie's ultimate kink? Or elbow patches, isn't it? Elbow patches. Elbow patches. I can't even speak. Elbow patches. Elbow patches, yeah. That's her ultimate kink. Yeah. Or the fisting. I thought you were going to say fisting. Fisting. 
Mm. Fisting in Just elbow Lex's, patches. Lex's long fingers and elbow patches. That's it. <laughs> she's pretty vanilla. She's gone really vanilla now that she's she with Lex, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Even though she's fucked like hundreds of people on a, on a film set. On a film set. <laughs> Would it be hundreds? That's why she's hundreds. She's only done 13 films, hasn't she? A dozen or so. Yeah. I thought she'd had a long, healthy career. Obviously, she's fucked people before she was in porn as well. Yeah. I don't know. Hundreds is maybe a little bit. Dozens. Listen, there's nothing wrong with hundreds if that's your jam. So, our next question is I'm about to graduate from university in a month or so. Any advice on how to survive after graduation? Well, I think Cassie's advice would be. Become a porn star, make hundreds of cash, pay off your student loans, and then go and travel the world. See some sights. Find yourself. Yeah. Spread your wings. Not your legs. <laughs> Not your legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that is a legitimate life plan right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Student loans can be crippling. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> if you could just like scratch that debt out, you are golden. <laughs> but no in all seriousness the traveling part is for sure definitely like and top advice see the world yeah and also don't feel like you've got to decide what you want to be when you grow up because i'm 38 and i still don't know what one do you want to grow yeah, up so exactly. there's no pressure so the next one is i feel like i'm the only lesbian in the world who does not own any cats dogs lizards or pets of any kind i like pussy but not kittens <laughs> Is there any hype of me finding a woman who feels the same? Or am I doomed to be single forever and inevitably own pets anyhow, i.e. a colony of bats in my nether regions? <laughs> Channeling Anya there. I think there are a lot of people that don't like animals, though. Yeah. Like, you freaks. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously not us. Serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a lesbian stereotype, isn't it? That we love pets and... A lot of us do, but equally, we're not all the same. So it's, if you don't like pets, that's fine. There, there will be someone out there. Maybe you can, like, if you've got a hair profile or something like that, you can make it <laughs> top of your list. Because I see no pets. Pers- no pets. Per- personally, you know, I'd be distraught if I found out on a first date that you didn't like animals. Yeah, yeah. same. same. It would be, so be a deal breaker for be me. A deal breaker. But then again, some people can really like animals, but they just don't want their own pet. And that's fine. Well, yeah. then uh, it doesn't mean should... they want to kill pets. I'm not suggesting anyone death. kill all pets. I'm pet. Down with pets. I want to ban pets. Suggesting that anyone kill any animals. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. She said about serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> you can kill humans, not animals, right? Like yeah. crack on. Yeah. Like, no. I, I think Cassie Sky does not condone violence. No, I mean. Cassie Sky herself is not a great pet lover, no, I don't think. I couldn't see that. Um, so, I mean, I think there are, you know, there's going to be someone out there for you who yeah. is not into animals, and that's, and I don't mean that in a sexual <laughs> way. <laughs> and, that's, and that's absolutely fine. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, you're not a freak. You're allowed. And I just won't be friends with you at <laughs> And Huey Graham shows, I've met a girl that reminds me of Priest Lexa. Oh, my favourite. <laughs> She's openly gay and religious, volunteers for charities on the weekends, forgives people that have wronged her, patiently listens to everyone's problems and gives kind advice. Oh, she sounds like a saint. She yes. is. Meanwhile, my main hobbies are reading <laughs> filthy fan fiction and finding new ways to slack off, not jack off, at work, maybe both. What can I do to convince this saintly lesbian to give me a chance to be her girl? 
is it wrong to feign an interest in the Bible to get a date? <laughs> well, yes, I would say in the answer to that last question. If this is indeed a legit question, which it very well could be, I think that it probably is wrong to feign an interest in religion. I would say the first thing that you've got going for you here is that she's openly gay and religious. Yeah. Because that's probably not like a really common theme. Mm. And so that seems like she's really comfortable with herself and hopefully is in a church or particular branch of religion that is welcoming to gay people, which is super important. I think if you want to pursue her, you want to be yourself. You don't want to pretend that you're someone that you're not. And if reading filthy fan fiction is a big part of your life or your personality, I mean, sure, you can maybe like tone it down on the first date and not, you know, tell her about don't want to be your girl or <laughs> whatever. But ultimately, you just have to be yourself. And maybe she might be into yeah, dirty fan fiction. Exactly. I mean, she could be. You, you think that she's saintly, yeah. but she might not be. She might have a daddy kink. She could be. <laughs> or she could she's be. She's a secret sinner. She yeah. could be that girl that sent in the confession about reading Don't Want to Be Your Girl in, in church, church. Oh whilst volunteering. This could be the girl yeah, that you fancy. Yeah. Anon, this could be the girl that you fancy and therefore The she underwear is, ruiner. The underwear ruiner. Mm. Therefore, she already already is a filthy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounds to me like it's a match made in heaven. Go oh, for it. quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. And Boom. also, I yeah. had canon that priest Lexa has some kinks. Some some deep dark dirty kids. She like yeah. getting done with a candle. <laughs> One of the uh, big altar ones. A pillar candle. Wow. Oh, wow. You're big. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, a massive pillar candle. Like, let's not let's not. Hit they, I was it. thinking more like a taper candle. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of the wee ones that you light for the saints. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Is she also into wax play? Oh, oh maybe. She will be. Yeah. She, she will once will agent be. once agent Boob Clark comes around with the her nun's habit she'll definitely be into a bit of wax play defiled yeah defiled she'll on be the covered altar. in communal wine and have it licked off her nipples in no time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so hopefully that answers your question Anon <laughs> okay so the next question is dearest aunties it's been more than a year and I still find it unbearable to watch any TV shows besides brief snippets of cooking shows <laughs> and even then I'm suspicious that they will bury a gay do you think I'm being too paranoid about this trope? What are the chances of a stray bread knife hitting the new lesbian hose on the Great British Bake Off? I feel like I'm going to be salty forever and that there is no cure. There is no cure for this. There isn't. No. They will bury all the gays eventually. So Are they going to bake the gays? <laughs> bake them into pies. Yeah. So don't let your guard down because you will only I'd eat your Sue Perkins lemon drizzle cake. Yeah. <laughs> the bury your gaze trope is that we can't expect gay characters to be immortal I mean that would just be ridiculous why thing. not why not <laughs> why not they can all be vampires <laughs> and live forever they could be they could no, that would be that would be unrealistic I think I think it was just the sheer amount of gay characters that were killed in a short period of time I mean I'm not saying that they should never ever kill a gay character because that would be ridiculous but I think more sensitivity would be good yeah it's hard will, not to be cynical though. It is, it is, it's really hard. But I think I think you'll get over it eventually, Anon. 
And our last question is, Dear Agony Aunties, I was wondering what you thought the worst reaction stroke thing to say to somebody who you're seeing naked for the first time would be, you can only use six words or less. Do you want me to kick off? Sure. And you go, I need scissors for that bush. (laughs) 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 Do you want Jesus, what is that? (laughs) I've never seen three tits before. (laughs) Wow, I was not expecting that. (laughs) I'm not drunk enough for this. (laughs) Gotta go, left it oven on. (laughs) You remind me of my mum. So our next segment is the crack and crossover zone and you're in for a real treat I think because you know how we like to ruin Klexa for you guys as much as possible in as many different ways. Well I think this time we've come up with a way that is truly one of the worst and that is to perform classic Klexa scenes with dubious regional accents. Our lost was special to me too. Her name was Kostya. She was captured by our nation. Whose queen believed she knew my secrets? <laughs> because she was bad, they tortured her, killed her, cut off her head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I'd never get over pain, <laughs> but I did. Ow. <laughs> but I recognise it for what it is. Weakness. What is love? <laughs> <laughs> so you just stop caring? <laughs> about everyone I could never do that (laughs) (laughs) then you put people you care about in danger love you really do and the paint will never go away they did it gone Clark they're living at hungry (laughs) (laughs) you can't run away from who you are Clark join me bow before me and your people will be safe Bow before you. <laughs> you don't give a damn about my people. I know why you're here. I made you look weak about me. <laughs> I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay. Bow before you. You don't give a damn about my people. I know why you're here. I made you look weak about my <laughs> I made you look weak at my weather. <laughs> and now the Ice Nation is exploiting that. <laughs> well, if you want the power of Wanedda, kill me. Take you. <laughs> Otherwise, go float yourself. Because I will never bow before you. <laughs> oh, oh, you should have left me behind. Now two of us will die here instead of one. I'm still new to your culture. (laughs) But when someone saves someone's life, my people say thank you. (laughs) I'm serious, Clark. To lead well, you must make hard choices. What is that? (laughs) I'm like Indian. (laughs) Hard choices? You're telling me that? (laughs) I've seen your strength, so I have. It's true, but now you waver. You couldn't kill Quint. You couldn't leave me to die. 
That was weakness. So it was. <laughs> I thought love was weakness. <laughs> Mockery is not the product of a... What is that? I can't oh, oh, God. Mockery is not the product of a strong mind, Clark. You want to know why I saved you? <laughs> because I need you. God forbid one of your generals becomes commander. Like you may be heartless, Lexi, but at least you're smart. <laughs> smart. <laughs> oh, don't worry. My spirit will choose much more wisely than that. Choose some lucky charms. <laughs> Your spirit. When I die, my spirit will find the next commander. <laughs> Reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. yeah, nice. <laughs> That's how you become commander. How are your leaders? <laughs> how do you say that in Irish? How are your leaders chosen? How are your leaders chosen? How are your? That's that's going yeah. well fast. Now I'm changing my accent, how listeners. Are how are your leaders chosen? Maybe I should be doing the well fast the whole time. <laughs> Why are you talking about like that? Though? I don't know. I don't really know. It found us. Oh, look, no, I'm supposed to be sound effects You're person. Pana. You're the pawn I'm banging on the cage. Hang on a minute. Do your bit again. How are your leaders chosen? It found us. Don't be afraid, Clark. Death is not the end. We are not dying here. I need your spirit to stay where it is. <laughs> Get ready to fight. It's coming in. Maybe we let it. Come here. If Octavia and I go to get back behind blockade by dawn. Oh, this is really beautiful, Lexa. I got it on my ascension day. A circle for every nap leader that died when the commander chose me. Seven circles? I thought you said there were nine of a shits at your conclave pit. Actually, Titus lied. There was not nine novitiates, there was actually 33. But he didn't want people to know that 33 children would be murdered in one day. He's a fucking liar, so he is. <laughs> what happened to number eight? Can we talk about something else? We don't have to talk at all, but I just want to finger bag you, really. You sent him to kill Octavia? I told you this is not a problem. <laughs> Can you leave us? No, I'm not letting him out of my sight. Stab down for now. I wait for my command. What the hell is wrong with you? You can't just kill everyone you don't trust. Yes, I can. Well, I won't let you. You were willing to let her die two days ago. <laughs> You're willing to let her die two days ago. Nothing has changed. You're wrong. I have. I can't do this anymore. Octavia's a threat. If you weren't so close to her, you'd see that. It's because I'm close to her that I know she's loyal. Her brother is more important to her than anyone. <laughs> she would never endanger his life. And you're willing to risk everything on that? On your feelings? Yes. You say having feelings makes me weak, but you're weak for hiding from them. I might be a hypocrite, Lexa, but you're a liar. You felt something for Gustus. You're still haunted by Costia. You want everyone to think her above it all, but I see right through you. Get out. <laughs> you sound like a creepy Tito. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. <laughs>
250 people died in that village. I know you felt for them, but you let them burn. Not everyone, love. <laughs> Not you. Well, if you care about me, then trust me, Octavia's not a threat. I can't do that. Well, I can't sacrifice my people anymore. If you do anything to hurt Octavia, I'll tell everyone we know knew about the missile. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you were right, Clark. Life is about more than just surviving. In peace, may you leave the shore. In love, may you find the next. <laughs> Safe passage on your travels until our final journey on the ground. May we meet again. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next segment, which is the infamous slag and drag, the loo, the flop dread, the no fun dread. We didn't do it in the last podcast because we didn't have time, so we're back to it now. However, we've got seven episodes to <laughs> recap, to slag off. We've made our life quite difficult. <laughs> so yeah, it's we're not really going to be doing proper recaps or anything like that because we would be here for hours. We've... Not all of you are interested anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just kind of whiz through it and talk about the things that have things fucked that, us off the things most. Things that have amused us the most yeah, or, or pissed, pissed, us off. pissed us off or whatever. So we did episode one. A couple of podcasts ago, so we'll just have a wee chat about episode two first, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, my first note was Cabby. Oh my, because Abby and Kane are fucking in Clark's old yeah. bed in Polis Tower, which I've said. Well, you know, it's a bit gross, but they are both hot—a milf and a dilf. <laughs> it's like the reverse of you shagging in your parents' bed. Isn't yeah, it's it, a bit really? weird. Yeah. It is a bit weird, and then they're all sweaty, and Abby dismounts, and because she's got to go and like do some medical shit or something. Um, medical yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't know. She's like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, um, it's gonna yeah. Be nice. that was sort of a bit odd, but also, you know, even older people have got to get it on. But is it not? That bed that Lexa died on. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So that makes yeah. it even worse. Is, it, is mean, it still soiled with black blood? With black blood. Oh. And they probably they don't realise it. Sheets. Maybe they thought it was just like oil. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh. And then we start to see the beginning of the kind of Raven and Clark tension, which plays out over the next couple of episodes. Raven's starts that off by bringing up Jake and kind of doing quite a few low blows to her yeah, Clarkie. She's out of order. She is oh, out of order, but she's also kind of going through her own shit and, you know, it's it's a tough one because she, I guess, feels let down by Clark, but it's sort of hard to watch mm-hmm. because I think we're all just kind of desperate for this, the Their two of them, yeah, to reconnect. To, the, for them yeah, to reconnect definitely. and for them to love each other and yeah. just be a team, but... Mm-hmm. Well, they've still not really got to that point. Now they're they're pretty disconnected. I've put oh, there's so many candles still in Polish Tower. <laughs> even though Lex is gone, it's uh, a candle like, legacy remains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> are they are they lighting these candles? You in know, remem- in, in remembrance uh-huh, for her, or is it just a thing? I don't it's know. Probably like the staff in Polish Tower are like 
God, we've got like 5,000 candles yeah. yeah. to get rid of this shit. If someone's employed to do that as well, it's like they don't want to lose their job. Yeah, that's all the job is, is to go around every day and just show candle lighting. Lighting yeah. candles they everywhere. Spend, they basically, half their shit is lighting, <laughs> the remainder of their shit is blowing out. Blowing out. <laughs> yeah. Or they've got or one replacing of those. Got a one snuffer. Of, do you think they have? Yeah, they must have a snuffer because <laughs> that'd be a lot of fear that you'd have to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually like asphyxiated yeah, yourself you surely you'd have to take it in shifts you'd have to have a part time there, there are partner. no asthmatic candle snuffers no, no. you need to go around in teams you know yeah, yeah you'd you get dizzy out. as fuck <laughs> Octavia started her road of giving very good hair and outfits <laughs> Uh, what she's done in every episode since this and has been one of my favourite aesthetic things to yeah. look at. It's back to season two stylings, I think, a little yeah. bit with her, isn't my, it? I think it was with quite a few. Yeah, no, that's well. what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. It's it's got way better because season three had some dubious Very um, uh, dubious like sack the stylist. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they actually they did, did. They? Yeah, <laughs> literally. I don't know if he sacked them. Is that not a reality TV show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if they were sacked, per se. I don't think that was necessarily the case, but I definitely... Told that they were shy? Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely read that they, there was a, a different stylist yeah. or from season two to season three. Well, let's uh, say that they were sacked because that sounds like They were yeah. kicked off the Polis Tower. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Excellent. Again, going back to the sexy Octavia aesthetic, the assassin that she morphs into and how she just jabs that guy in the ear. Take him down. Take that him out. Read up what you've written because that's really I've funny. put assassin-o, sexy ear killer. <laughs> <laughs> because what ear killer, you know, isn't it's sexy. sexy. Um, <laughs> or she makes it sexy anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I've put her arm tattoos and her hood. She's yeah. got yeah. the face to pull off this kind of Broody. She's reminded me of like a post-apocalyptic Linda Hamilton. Yeah, you said that the other day. Yeah, 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 she definitely is. She's like a tiny ninja. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. And yeah, I definitely enjoyed this part, which I think was towards the end of the episode, which had both Raven and Clark giving good solid burn to Bellamy. We had the whole scene of them going to get the water machine. Bellamy made the decision to save the slaves blow up the water machine. I'm calling it that. That's clearly a scientific <laughs> the name. The water cooler. You know, yeah, the fucking water maker. The water um, cooler that you find in any office. I mean, listen, <laughs> the science on this show is so wobbly Shite. that, you know, we can call it the water machine. Yeah. So they fucked that survival mode and Clark says to Bellamy about sacrificing more lives, you just did. And then Raven gets her dig in as well, saying, as per usual. <laughs> which was... Bellamy burns all round. Yeah. Which was sweet. So on to episode three. We were reading through my notes and we couldn't really remember what this meant, but I've written Nyla's Meat Preserving Techniques 101. <laughs> now, we worked out that Nyla doesn't turn up in this episode yet, or at this part, um, but she must have been mentioned, mentioned, and it must have been something to do with, with meat. meat. <laughs> Nyla's meat so, is famous yeah, around our Totally. So she is, as we see later on, becomes the jack of all trades, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll come on to a bit later. Nyla's handy at a party. She knows all about Clark's kebab. <laughs> <laughs> she sure does. She sure does. Or kebab, as Americans say. <laughs> we call it kebab here, guys. And then 
again onto wardrobe stuff and making a lot of comments about the, <laughs> oh, about the, the wardrobe. In the first episode, it was the camera angles. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm all about the wardrobe. Yeah, because um, the storyline is so. I shit. know. I have to hate, pick out. I have to hook into like the yeah. stuff that actually interests me. Um, Rowan's got a nice cloak. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is really a nice cloak. This is when he's talking to Indra and they're looking at Octavia and he's saying they're calling her the Sky Ripper. And Indra says, I'm so proud. And it's like such a cool little moment. But Rowan is looking fly in his sexy cloak. <laughs> <laughs> if Octavia is the sky ripper, then Echo is the panty dropper. <laughs> she is the panty dropper. Definitely. She's, she's a hottie. <laughs> and then we go on to the absolute nonsense of Jaha revealing that not only does he have a working iPad, <laughs> but he's somehow managed to access, you know, old archives. It's charged of news, as well. It's got a good charger. Fully it. charged. And, you know, he's managed to access these, you know, old news archives. It's a Huff Post article, isn't it? Huffington <laughs> Post article about this doomsday cult, Kimmy Schmidt style. Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> and some guy doing what looks like a TED Talk. <laughs> and you're just like, how is he I think I've this? seen that TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> And the seal that he's got as well, that's a magic they appeared from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It just all beggars belief, really. It's just like, oh. Pretty standard for that show. Uh-huh. And then we get the introduction of Gaia, Indra's daughter, which is like quite a big reveal. Cool. We didn't mm-hmm. think of her as being a mother before. Um, but we kind of get this interesting moment where it's like a daughter off <laughs> because you've got Octavia there and Gaia there. And it's kind of like, where does Indra's... Um, loyalties, loyalties lie, lie yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool, although we've not really revisited that yet. Probably quite cute as well. Mm-hmm. She's cute, and I think she's going to be back in it in the next episode. But who knows? She was in the. She was in. She was in eight. Yeah. Was eight, yeah. Was she? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so um, memorable. <laughs> and thank fuck that Lexa didn't get bashed in because yeah. they did a, they did the switcheroo the, there. The eternal flame. Yeah. yeah. The eternal Break flame. Bangle song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. She did an old switcheroo on that one, thank did God. That, yeah, thankfully. Q Clark. It's Lexa! It's <laughs> And then we had this truly cat-candied, over-the-top bit from the writers having Jaha tell Bellamy that Clark is lucky to have him. And oh we're all collectively, ugh, and yeah. just, are you kidding me? <clears throat> really? Seriously? No. So then we have Clark making her list and checking it twice, like she's Santa Claus coming to town. Um, and we have Space Santa. Space Santa. Yeah. Sexy Space Santa. <laughs> Bellamy telling her that she should be on that list after Clark has put Bellamy on the list. And what we're all scratching our heads about is why the fuck Bellamy Blake belongs on that list, because what does he bring to the table? Yeah, abs. abs. That's yeah. not enough, I'm sorry. You need more than that. He's not a leader. He's a follower. He makes bad decisions. He's been consistently... Problematic. Problematic yeah. throughout all the seasons. Okay, in season two. But he gets a spot in... He gets a spot in the, in the hundred. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Why? Yeah. There's, no, there's not enough justification for it at all. The only sort of saving grace about that whole thing is that he's 99 on the list, so yeah, he's like yeah. almost an afterthought, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, well, but when yeah, you When you discover later on that neither Harper nor Monty are on that list, yeah. um, and Bellamy is in place that over them, doesn't make sense. Doesn't yeah, make sense. He's and like purely the muscle, and that is all yeah, his yeah. role is. 
And the fact that Clark is making that list in the first place is bizarre. And again, I just feel not really that much in keeping with her character. Why make the list now? There's no need to do it just yet. And for her to take on this huge responsibility and kind of like God complex, as Jasper calls her out on, mm -hmm. is just not right. And she puts herself on the list as well. And I don't feel like that's right. No, Bellamy writes her name on the list. Yeah, yeah but serious. he lets her. She lets him, sorry. She does let him. And then, of course, it's tucked away into an extremely unsafe place, <laughs> only to be found shortly after. So in episode four as well, we had an awesome fight scene between Octavia and Echo. And we've written down, could watch a whole show of just Octavia doing fight scenes and that show would be called Octavia. Octavia. Would watch. Would watch, 100%. Let's be honest, Octavia would never have survived that fall off the side of a cliff into a very small stream below, but hey-ho, we'll just go with it. Yeah. I mean, really, that's the least of their problems right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in episode five, I think for... The Doctor Mechanic shippers, they would have been quite happy. There's quite a few solid Abby and Raven touchy-feely moments. And Abby says, oh, baby, to Raven. <laughs> but probably isn't meaning it in the way that the Doctor Mechanic shippers would like. Yeah, and as everyone knows, I'm a total Nyla stan. So we had Nyla in this episode being smooth as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, trading dried meat for moonshine. Um, and also the sort of the hug and the flirtiness that they had was was very nice, um, and she made Clark smile, so that's always yes. a good thing. Yeah, and it seemed really genuine from Clark. Yeah, you know she was she seemed she was like she was to see yeah her. she was really happy that she was there, which was nice. Glad to have seen that Clark's uh, first aid skills have moved on a bit um, <laughs> with Octavia. You know she's been stabbed in the gut, she's lost lots of blood, you know, but she still survived. Whereas Lexa didn't. So Clark's calling out for blood and IV in a suture quip, which is certainly an improvement from pouring water on it. Yep. Yeah, sponging, sponging the wound. She's yeah. learned her lesson. Uh, and then we have like the ongoing fuckery of Riley, mm. who is this person? Who is this person? Who the fuck is Riley? Who cares? It's like. Somebody, I think it's uh, Bellamy says, Riley, he shouldn't even be here. And Monty <laughs> says, that seems to be the consensus. And it's like the hundred is dragging itself yeah, with this character. Absolutely. They just know that Riley is a pile of shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we have the iconic line from Clark, we don't need to be happy, we need to survive. Uh, the, the official downgrading of, <laughs> of her um, slogan. She's really got it, she got that life's more than just surviving tattoo. <laughs> I must say I actually was quite impressed or quite enjoyed the end of that episode where Elian laid waste to Arcadia. And, you know, there's this huge fireball and we had the kind of, I enjoyed the moment of Clark holding Octavia's hands as Bellamy held Octavia in his arms. And then we had the end, which was, we'd seen in the kind of like premiere before the season started, where Abby hallucinates that Clark is a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Without, without pineapple. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like yeah. there. Yeah. No, no pineapples. No pineapples allowed. I would, I would eat pineapple off of Clark's pizza face. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nyla probably would. <laughs> she would. It's so, Nyla's pineapple. <laughs> she quite with her and traded it. <laughs> to get tropical fruit in North West America in the post-apocalypse? Yeah, why not? 
So as you can tell, we're really, really flying through these episodes. If you hadn't watched these episodes, I mean, you wouldn't need to if you just listened to this. This synopsis is completely oh, it's so amazing. Thorough. It's so detailed. <laughs> um, so on to moving swiftly on to episode six. We have clawing. Oh, I love clawing. Clawing is Lexa Sketcher. Clawing. Yeah. Sketcher. Lexa Sketcher. <laughs> And Lexa Sketcher Sexer. <laughs> so Clark and Nyla get it on. We don't see that, but we see them post-coital and we get to have a little pair of on Eliza's sexy legs. And, <laughs> and her bobbly underwear. Well, it looked like pom-poms. she had pom-pom shorts on, but I don't think they were on closer inspection, but initially I thought she had like, a little pom-poms. Maybe lacy at the bottom. Maybe, but it's quite, it was quite fancy little shorts. They were polka, again, polka were, dots. Yeah, I haven't examined it in great detail, I but did. I think they were polka dots. <laughs> they were like black, lacy black trim. Black and white polka dots with lacy trim. We also have Clark getting a damn good swatch or a look at Nyla's tits. Yeah, yeah. And she stalks over to her. Stalks over to her naked. Yeah. No, she's totally naked. Totally naked. Totally naked. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely nitty rudy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think it was a it was a little bit divisive on Tumblr. Clark and Nyla hooking up again. I, but I think between I don't mind it. I'd yeah, rather I think that between than us three. I think between us three, we kind of didn't mind it because I loved it. <laughs> you loved it. Yeah, you loved it. I, I think, loved it. I think. Uh, yeah, how you frapping one out? Like, Sixty consent. I think that I didn't. I liked how they had Clark looking at the picture of Lexa and then Nyla mentioning Lexa. It's drawing her, their fluffer. <laughs> yeah. I, like I liked that because it showed that Clark was essentially just using Nyla for you know comfort yeah. a lot of people didn't like that because they felt like again it was sort of like well it's too soon exactly it? and this kind of like using Lex's memory and and whatever but I'm like well I'm I'm into it I mean other than I like Nyla I liked it because it was quite a sweet scene actually and I think mm-hmm. you know Nyla is one of the few characters that doesn't demand anything from Clark yeah and um, so Clark it, was concerned about her and wanted her yeah, to stay exactly. her and yeah, she make sure she was safe. Does and, care yeah. about her? So, yeah, they care about each other, and, and I think sort of Nyla provides this easy kind of comfort, and is not asking for anything more than that. So yeah. plus, no Clark clearly attached. wants pumps. Yeah, it, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't she? She just wants to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> no strings attached. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then our favorite theme uh, people dragging Bellamy <laughs> so we get this from Rowan where they're out driving together like bros um, <laughs> cruising for bitches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they're talking about Asgeda um, yeah, like going through Chikru villages and killing mm-hmm. people there and Bellamy's kind of like being self-righteous to Rowan about you know why are you not stopping your people from doing this and Rowan says to Bellamy, that's funny coming from you. <laughs> um, which was an enjoyable burn. Yeah, we yes. love a Bellamy yeah. burn. Yeah. And we've got a good line from Octavia as well to Bellamy also. So it's a it's double second, burn. Double burn for him. Third degree burn. <laughs> and she says to him, Octavia is dead. She died when he killed Lincoln. <gasps> Fuck you, Bellamy. Oofed. Yeah, yeah bad one. That's, that's going to hurt. We've just got... Clark is so pretty this episode. <laughs> she really just was. She just she was pretty. It was like, yeah. oh, you're just looking so good again now. And then she's continued to look. I mean, she always really looked good. good, but her hair in season three was fucking diabolical. It was so bad. And it's just, you know, we just 
love her and it's so nice to see her looking hot, looking fat. Maybe it's because she got pumped by Nyla. Possibly. She's just like... The restorative yeah. power of Nyla's pussy. Well, Nyla's also not only got rid of her bad hair, but that giant panther wound oh, on her yeah. shoulder. Like, getting pumped, obviously. Clark of her almond. She's, Nyla's seen to all of Clark's deep gashes. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she's um, cleaned them all out. <laughs> I hope so. And we've got a really good, another burn in this episode, but this time it's from Monty to Jaha when he says, your son would be ashamed of you. Yes. And yeah. he totally Damn goes. right. Wells would have been horrified at everything his dad's done. Jaha's just a bell end. Total bell end. <laughs> yes. yep. Fucking helmet. And I've been enjoying... Fucking <laughs> 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 uh, I've been enjoying how Monty has grown into the sort of voice of reason mm. throughout the season as well. So Even nice though his see. hair is still fucking ridiculous. His I'm hair sorry. is getting... As he's becoming more the voice of reason, his hair is bigger, getting larger. Bigger, it's yeah. Mush, <laughs> mushroom biff heads. Yeah. Mushroom just got biff mushroom heads. But like, how does it keep, how does it stay so immaculate? Because he's just got like natural. I don't know. There's going to be some natural volume. Really, where they get you know down that that shop where they get all the mascara <laughs> that they all wear. Well, he's getting. He's got like he's got mousse, like dry shampoo, dry shampoo, <laughs> mist. Nyla, Nyla's bringing it with yeah. her cured meats and her gash wounds cleaner. <laughs> she at that outpost she is like oh she's got the jogging up tea she's got the hallucinogenic tea as well yeah. so. she's like a one woman trading post one she she shop. Uh-huh. Yeah. she's always open Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> episode 7 Octavia again starting off strong looking like an elvish warrior I thought mm. she looked like when she's on her horse like she's out of straight out of Lord of the Rings She's like Legolas with a vagina. Oh, I know. And I used to, I used to fancy Legolas because, and then my girlfriend at the time, she's like, it's because he looks like a girl that you yeah. like him. And I was like, you're so right. Oh my God. Because I was very yeah. conflicted about why I had these feelings for Legolas. I like this one. It's when Abby and Clark are reunited. They've had a really lovely moment where they hug and Abby can't believe that Clark's really there. And then then her next line is, go take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) She got a whiff of her in the hug and she's like... You smell like your three-month hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it'll be more like, you smell like a three-month hiatus. (laughs) Abby speaks in dog language. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she does it there before that. She's like, it's really you, but she's like, it's really you. Abby just, like, channels Scooby-Doo. Yeah. She is. Yikes. <laughs> she is, like, season three audience saying, go take a shower. Go take a shower, babe. <laughs> and then, so we have Clark and Cole heading to Becca's immaculately preserved house after 97 love, years. Those drones must be really good at dusting. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. Fucking immaculate. Maybe they've got a robo-made. Because... They've got all those Roombas. They seem oh, to just yeah. keep going forever. Yeah. Because honestly, like, if we don't dust or hoover our flat for a week, there's dust everywhere. So how... Is this place hermetically sealed? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then when Clark looks in the mirror after she's smeared her filthy muddy hand on the bedspread. No, I, I like to think it's after she's fingered 
Lexa on her period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not washed since she's fucked Lexa. Yeah. Oh, oh my it's, word. God, it's like oil. Oh, God. <laughs> she's, she's literally like, I'm not washing again. It's like, yeah. I still smell her. But yeah, she looks in the mirror before she goes into the shower. Just thinking. For Nyla. Oh, oh God. God. But yeah, she looks in the mirror after she's smeared her filth on the bedspread and she kind of does this grimace as if we're meant to think she's thinking oh god yeah I do really need a shower I look so filthy and yet in that moment she looks cleaner than she has looked than she's looked (laughs) since she landed on earth and you're like oh now you take a shower in episode 8 we have Abby's dog line of the week (laughs) I don't know if I can do it. You can do it. (laughs) What have we done? What have I done? (laughs) Uh, Oh my god, I'm just waiting for Abby to say, I'm just me. It's marking a matter of time. But yeah, it's now it seems to be consistently every week she gets her moment to Scooby Doo shine. This one is underlined multiple times. It's just Jasper needs to die. Yeah, he really yeah. does because he just. Funnily enough, when the acid rain was pouring down, he was nowhere was he, in sight. Why was he, he not was, dancing? He was hidden it? away. But he's just being a tool bag, basically. He's and taking precious resources and time. Like Bellamy had so many other more important, better things to do with his time, but yet he goes out chasing Jasper on a ridiculous. Ayahuasca vision quest. Vision quest to find the jobby nuts, which means poo in Scotland. (laughs) Also, jobby nuts that have been soaked in black radioactive rain. So what they're they're all going to ingest and get fucked up on? Yeah. Oh, that makes good plan, guys. That makes so much sense. And yeah, and then we have to suffer another monologue from someone, i.e., Jasper, to Bellamy about how he's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my god, just stop. No, I do feel it. like I've had it rammed down my throat for the past few episodes. Absolutely. And then one of my worst moments, really, of the whole show, as in from the beginning, which is when Clark is considering putting Imori into the radiation chamber. And I just felt like, I mean, I said this on Tumblr the other week about this just assassination of Clark's character. Yeah. And I know how the episode ends... But for me, it didn't really redeem her. It just didn't make sense. It took far too long for her to get to that point. And I just feel like she would never have acted in this way. And why is it that Imori was next in line? You know, and Richard Harmon had this amazing scene where he was doing some brilliant acting. And it was heart-wrenching. You know, he's saying, I love her. You're breaking my heart. And I was there. I saved you. Mm-hmm. And Clark is kind of really emotionless. Mm-hmm about the whole thing and is the one that's trying to talk her mum into it. So yeah, this is really difficult to watch. And their treatment of Luna as well. Yeah. Again, it's quite lazy writing. It is harking back to Mount Weather. Like Raven... Like step for step. Ra- Raven calls it out saying Mount Weather much. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to Mount Weather. Welcome yeah. to Mount Weather, sorry. Because they're taking her bone marrow, you mm-hmm. know? They have been harvesting her blood, so now they're going to harvest her bone marrow. I like how even with a dodgy hip, she can still get Rowan's up. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> but it's really not pleasant to watch because um it's this issue of consent yeah and she is she's she's not she's not consenting to it she's trying to 
physically leave. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got Abby who has taken this presumably Hippocratic oath as a doctor and it's just all really, really bad. The bit about Nyla making the jobby nut tea. <laughs> yeah. Nyla the barmaid. Yes. Club Arcadia. Club Arcadia. Arcadia. Nyla like, tending the bar. What the fuck, man? I'm totally trying to get a DJ set. <laughs> yeah. And then we just have this nameless blonde hottie dancing up to Bellamy and just objectifying her. Do you want to just... suck on my jobbies? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so pointless and ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous because Nyla has just become this fucking odd job woman. She's she is around. Yeah, she like yeah. cleans the toilet. She's yeah. a janitor. She's a she set. Does the physical therapy. Tends to Clark's sexual needs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Where... Why are you there? Hanging about. Clark told her to Clark's stick around, there. but she didn't tell her to tend bar and make fucking tricky <laughs> she tea. Didn't, you know what, though? <laughs> She's just making herself useful. Like yeah. she just... She's keeping herself amused. She's like, anyone got a gash that needs cleaning? <laughs> no. Right, I'm going to get fucked up on trippy tea behind the bar. <laughs> Sod it. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if she was DJ in there, to be honest. She probably is. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Nyla. DJ Nyla. <laughs> totally. I can On the see ones that. and two. I can see. She'd pick up. she pick up pretty quick. I bet she's yeah. got a, a mint vinyl collection. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> and we have Rowan being this constant vessel to link back to Lexa. He keeps bringing her up as if they were best buds, and as if he had this great insight into her innermost. Have you, have you not seen that half a heart pendant that he wears? <laughs> Best friends. Busy mates. Yeah. Lex was wearing totally. the Because he's... He got it from Elizabeth Duke at Arbus. <laughs> <laughs> classy. Definitely well, classy. But yeah, this just the irony of that. Because they were basically enemies. And I know why. I think we know now why they're doing it. Because he keeps talking about, you were to Clark, you were born for this. Lexa would think this and Nyla said yeah, Lexa would be proud of you uh-huh. and it's because clearly Clark is being set up to be take, take the flame have yeah. Lexa inside her one last time <laughs> exactly you know become become the next commander or whatever it's weird that they've chosen Rowan to be that person when he had almost no link to Lexa whatsoever. But hey, guys, didn't, didn't at least he's not wearing that fucking crown. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. But didn't you know that him and Octavia are running the Polis Lexa fan club? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, what happened to the crown? Hopefully, it's stopped on. I think um, Echo's got it in a crown bag. Yeah. She carries it <laughs> yeah, I think during yeah. that, um, during the Mad Max car chase scene, maybe it like got went crushed. under the tires. Maybe, yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, so the episode ends with no big surprise, really, because if it hadn't gone like that, I would have maybe just lost all hope for Clark. But she injects herself with the nightblood instead of giving it to Amori. And then Abby goes and smashes their last hope of testing it out. Bad um, move, Abby. Smashes Abby the radiation the chamber. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'd said Abby's like the queen mum, and she because <laughs> like Clark's the queen and she's the queen mum, and she can just do whatever the fuck she wants. She's like, oh well, I'm not putting my own daughter in there. It's all right. If it's all right. Gin- I put anyone right else. If ginger hands, the more Yeah, <laughs> old ginger, she can get in there, like you know, but not my daughter. She's not my daughter, but just... like without the consumption of gin and casual racism. Yeah. <laughs> so the last segment of the show as always, is what do you think, we Gram Jays, where we answer your asks that you've kindly sent in to us. The first one is from an Anon, and they have asked us to give a quick mention to any fan art, blogs or fix that we want to give a shout out to. So Nachos, do you want to go first? I will give a shout out to Blind Wire and her amazing role reversal EU artwork that she did for Inktober. So she did both Commander Clark mm-hmm. and Archer Guard Lexa and then it spawned a whole fic yeah. which is amazing, it's a work in progress. It's in the shallows yeah. and uh, it features a brilliant sort of friendship between Lexa and Raven but mm-hmm. also the relationship between Clark and Anya and it's just really interesting to see how that role reversal is explored in that universe. It's yep. just fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So that's mine. Weasel? My pick of the week is <laughs> Oh, You'll Find Me Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea by Orange You Glad. And this is essentially Pirate Plexa. And it's a swashbuckling tale. I really loved it. It was so fun to read along as all the chapters were posted. And essentially it's Pirate Plexa, but Orange You Glad uses lots of elements from the show, but ties them into this pirate world. And it's just a really, really great fun story and I really enjoyed it and I'm actually been trying to persuade her to do a follow-up or a sequel or a few one-shots alongside it because I miss those sappy gay pirate puddles. Rum soaked pirate puddles. Yeah, totally. But yeah, no, I loved it. I am going to do a, an author and I'm going to do an artist as well. So my author is Cold Mackerel and I'm going to give a shout out to The Business of Caring and also, she's got an ongoing one at the moment called What the Ground Grows. Now, what I love best about Cold Mackerel is that she can reach levels of sarcasm that I can only aspire to. And I already think that I'm a pretty sarcastic little shit. But she is the queen of sarcasm. And her fix are always absolutely hilarious. So, recommend those two. And I want to give a shout out, fan art wise, to Paper Cat. Who up until recently, <laughs> up until recently, both myself and Weasel pronounced paper cat, which I think is really cute. cute. It's, it's, cute. it's really cute. It's like a cat purse. It's, it's written that it's like paper cat. But we we kind of heard someone in a video at Lexicon pronouncing it paper, paper cat, cat, and I had to break it to Gram Jams. I was gutted. So. I was gutted. I know. I think we should just keep on with. Paper. I'm gonna. I I in my head, it's always paper cat. Yeah. So that's how I'm gonna go with it. And she has done some of my favourite Klexa fan art. And she's also apparently doing this comic, which she's dropped a couple of pics from already. And it's pretty exciting. And I love her stuff. She's super talented. So that is my selection this episode. I would just like to give a quick shout out art-wise to my Tumblr avatar artist. And I think her name is Sinente. Mm-hmm. And it's 
so beautiful. It's I don't know if she. I think she's got an Instagram. Yeah, it's yeah. like hyper realism, isn't it? Yeah, that she does. It's, it's amazing. Amazing, amazing work. She's done quite a few things. I don't know if she's still drawing for the fandom or any fandoms, but I love that. So thank you so much. We had an ask from the doc, and we couldn't cover it in the last podcast episode, but she had asked us to talk about our top ten shittest moments and our favourite episodes in the hundreds. So we are going to do a very, very speedy overview of our shittest moments and our favourites, <laughs> starting with Weasel. So my pick for favourite episode is perhaps a little bit controversial. <laughs> it is episode 307, which was entitled 13, which of course we all know is the episode where Lexa is killed. But I have to say that when I watched it live and not knowing that that was the end, I really, really enjoyed it. All those reveals about the kind of mythology of the show and the grounders and Becca and the end of the world and, you know, all the flashbacks and everything like that. Murphy being in Titus's sex dungeon, <laughs> reading all the hieroglyphics on the walls. Like you said, and the da- cracking the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, cracking the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. It entertained me. I kind of gasped at a few moments. I love these reveals happening in shows. And of course, if you stop the episode after Clark and Lexa have their love scene, then it's pretty perfect for me. And overall, it's my favourite episode. I did enjoy it. But it is kind of hard in hindsight to enjoy it in the same way. But yeah, that's my controversial pick. Don't kill me. (laughs) Nachos, best episode. My favourite episode is 304, Watch the Thrones. So you have this like super tense opening scene with Naya who's like staging a coup and likes accepting the challenge of single combat against Roan and that whole sort of I am the commander, no one fights for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. What I loved about this episode is you got so you got to see these different facets of, of Lexa's character. So you saw her teaching the night bloods about um, the three pillars of being the commander. We got to see her fight for the first time. You got all these sort of little almost quarrels between her and Clark where they're totally married as fuck and Clark just has her like stroppy walkout moment. You've got Clark conspiring to poison Naya um, and totally failing that with her botched assassination attempt. And also just the fight itself between Lexa and Rowan was just fucking awesome. Probably like the highlight of the entire series, other than obviously the Lexa Sexa. <laughs> um, and I just actually I loved in the fight scene it was that gift set that went around Tumblr, and it was like sort of the cracky kind of thing where Lexa was like, "Oh look at me, I'm falling over, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> die. Oh Clark, are you watching? Are you watching?" And then she's like, "Lol, psych." You know, and she's like, "I'm upside Deep down." <laughs> yeah, such a dramatic hole. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was just amazing. And then of course the moment when Lexa throws the spear. At Naya and takes her out in that sort of awesome way. Just incredible, loved it. And then of course, finally, we had um, the nightgown scene. So you had Lexa with the slit in her nightgown all the way up <laughs> like to the thigh. Lexa slit. slit. Yeah. My favourite <laughs> <favorite laughs> word in fanfics. Big fan of Lexa slit, as is Clark. You had, you know, her hair down. She trips over the rug as she oh, comes into the better. room. And then you got, like, the fucking glitter all over her Aww. neck and collarbones. And it's just, like, God, so extra. We get a game. Yeah. We and it's, like, she obviously came to the room thinking she was going to score that night. Mm-hmm. And Clark just, like... Shot her down. Shot her down. That's Amazing. So, yeah. She's in there for about two and a half minutes. So she got dressed yeah, up. I know. Really dressed oh, up for her, didn't she? It's sad. Poor Lexa. So, yeah, that's mine. 
So I've picked 303, which is Ye Who Enter. First off, for me, from the get-go, you've got the kick off the tower from Lexa, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. Lexa posing Clark with the question, what would she have done if she was in the same position? Which is, oh, I'm so glad she does that because it's something that we all want to know the answer to. Clark with her knife at Lexa's throat mm -hmm. and Lexa's apology, which is really powerful. Sweaty Lexa, <laughs> who I'm so weak for sweaty Lexa, I'm sorry. You're a but what I also love about that episode is the attack on Mount Weather, which is quite a good twist. The scene where Gina's getting stabbed is really brutal, and obviously then you've got Raven and the explosion, which is really full on. But at the end of that episode, the bow and the vow, I legit gasped, and that was, for me, absolutely amazing and really, really unexpected. Now we're just going to talk about our shittiest moments. So for me, the whole of episode... One of the first season was absolutely fucking diabolical. <laughs> diabolical. So much so that I then refused to watch the show for another mm -hmm. year. <laughs> yeah. The bit that especially just fucked me off was Octavia walking out of the dropship. Yeah. Just saying, we're back, bitches! It's basically Jeez, like Obama. spring break! Spring break! Yeah. Walking out of this thing. It's just so <laughs> fucking cheesy. So silly. Other shittiest moments, just Jaha. <laughs> Sorry, every, every bit, moment, every, every moment, every moment, Jaha. Just fuck off, Jaha. Yeah. Get out of my face. I've got Jasper. <laughs> Get out of my face. Get out of my face. I've got Jasper getting speared and surviving. Jasper in season four. Dot dot dot. Fuck it, Jasper in general. But my most loathed thing about Jasper of all time has got to be. Him in a fucking shower cap. I'm sorry. A, where did he get a shower cap from? And B, why is he wearing it? He's got fuck all hair. So that is that's my worst moments. Why is he taking a shower and not washing his hair? What we're doing. Exactly. 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 Lisa. So yeah, I've just picked out a few others. Finn gunning down those 18 innocent people. That really pissed me off because that, I think that for me was like the beginning of the writers fucking up the characters because he went from pacifist peace lover to murderous maniac in the blink of an eye. And just because he couldn't find Clark for a few hours, it felt like. It was like an overreactive yeah. parent. <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? A little bit controversial, but Clark lying to Lexa or omitting the full truth about how Anya died. She said to her at the time, she died well and here's her lock of hair, here's her braid. But she kind of never told Lexa the truth. And I do understand why, because Lexa would have probably lost her shit about it. But <laughs> it kind of didn't sit right with me that it wasn't something that she rectified later on because Anya was so important to Lexa, so I didn't really like that. Then I think Pike's killing of Lincoln, that was an all-time shittiest moment. Oh, and can I just caveat this whole conversation by the fact that we gave each other the rule that we couldn't just choose Lexa being killed <laughs> as the shittiest yeah. moment, because it was just too obvious and it's a given. But yeah, Lincoln's death and the way that that was handled and delivered was pretty... Damn shitty. <laughs> Pretty damn Pretty shitty. Pretty damn yeah, shitty. Right, right. I think it's Pike yeah. just in general. Pike, well. in, Pike in general, but that was pretty awful and didn't make any sense because he didn't have to kill Lincoln. Lincoln was not a threat at any point. And I think 
a special shout out to the extremely dubious science behind <laughs> everything in the show, but particularly the, the black rain that Nightbloods, <laughs> you know, apparently can walk through because Nightbloods seem to make your skin impervious to like, you Teflon know, skin. corrosive acid rain. Makes no sense. And like, yeah, the synthesising and distribution of this magical Nightblood and the death wave that is coming from nuclear power plants melting down and some kind of like tornado it's a tsunami, <laughs> hurricane it's a tsunami, tsunami, tsunami of toxic <laughs> fireball chemicals I don't know like coming across the earth as I read the other day in some kind of recap on a website I like a little bit more science with my sci-fi and yeah, yeah there is zero science <laughs> in this and I don't think it would be too hard for them to up the science level a bit and yeah it's more like wi-fi than sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> but as in why wi-fi yeah why not like broadband yeah not like yeah. not wifi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my shittiest moment sort of relatively speaking is not as as extreme as the ones that you guys have listed. Like, if, if there was a scale of shittiness, mine would be a little sort of rabbit turd. Uh, a jobbing up. Yeah, a jobbing up. A wee pellet. Rather, rather than, like, a steaming pile of shit. So, mine is Naya being killed off prematurely. I really think she was killed yeah. off too soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, think I, don't think, I don't think Naya is a rabbit pellet. I think that was... Well, I mean, compared to Lincoln <laughs> being executed, you know, yeah. like since Lex was introduced, Naya's been sort of positioned as this arch nemesis, mm-hmm. um, a really sort of formidable foe, and to have her dispensed with so quickly was just such a huge disappointment. I mean, I was expecting her to be the kind of main antagonist for season three, yeah. and then she was just dispensed with. Mm. I mean, albeit in an awesome way, yeah, yeah. but it was too soon, Absolutely. over too quickly. Like, one and a half episodes. Yeah, she? and she didn't she have was many lines. A, quite a cool character. Yeah, right? she, she was. was very imposing. And but Brenda Strong's yeah, like is this really cool actress. Yeah, yeah, and for them to have snagged her on that show yeah. was a big kind of coup. Yeah, like you're squandering this kind of epic potential, which is just like theme, so indicative of the hundreds. A theme throughout. Yeah. Is, is it just me or is anyone else noticed in that scene where Naya gets speared through the chest? Yeah. One of her contact lenses slips <laughs> because her eye goes really like cross yeah. <laughs> in that scene. Okay. It's not natural. Like it just, it's very good acting on her part because she's been killing it. So because her eyes are very very pale, but you've seen her in uh, Supergirl and yeah. her eyes aren't that, actually that, that colour. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether when she was like pretending to be dead, one of her contact slips. <laughs> but just please watch that scene again Zoom in. because. Yeah. It definitely goes kind of squinty. <laughs> I think she's just acted the shit out of that yeah. scene. She's like, she is I'm made only her... in it for one and a half episodes. I'm yeah. milking the shit out of this yeah. scene. Yeah. Getting my Emmy for this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we could be here all night with the shittiest moments. So that's just a little small selection. We had a question from The Village Idiot, which was uh, reading passages of don't want to be a girl or anything really in your best worst accents I think I remember something about Crab Jam not being able to do a foreign accent what are you talking about <laughs> wait what are you talking about mate <laughs> in brackets I might have totally made that up lol 
it'll tickle me so much to hear, well, we did this. <laughs> I think the village just, idiot is going to be satisfied yeah. with this episode. I just want to say, do you have access to our Google Doc for our show <laughs> outline for the podcast? Because we have been planning on doing this accent thing for about three weeks. Yeah, maybe least. more than. Maybe more, maybe, maybe more. a month. And when you sent that ass to me, I was like, what the fuck? How do you know this? <laughs> She's really, really got ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we it was better than your wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it's only fitting that we end on a cracky note with a little bit of boob. Let's take it back to the boob umbrella that presides over all of us. Offers us protection. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the mammoths. Not from the black rain, though. Not from the black rain. <laughs> it might. It's, it's, a Teflon, it's a Teflon boob umbrella. Clark's boob. Clark's boob could protect against anything. Right? Agent yeah. boob's umbrella. Agent boob's umbrella. Ella. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, we've not really had a lot of Agent boob, Agent 808. Oh, oh, it's like a hotline, a late night hotline sex, Clark oh, Cassie's guy sex line. Eight. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, we've not had loads of Agent Boob chat lately on the blogs, but we fucking love this verse. And so in our own private chats with each other, we're always talking about it and we, doing yeah. like head cannons. And making the ourselves boob, laugh. The boob umbrella is never far from my mind. No, it's, it's really not. And so we were discussing who the Lex Tuplets were that Agent Boob would be interacting with throughout all of this kind of like James Bond style story and headcanon. And initially we thought that there was eight Lex Tuplets, but then we realised we'd forgotten one. So And there are no limits. It's not there like, are no oh, limits. it's not octuplet, so it doesn't no. have to be eight. Uh, no. Initially yeah. there were eight. Lex tuplets could mean any number. The beauty of boobverse is anything can happen, anything can be done, anyone can be done. <laughs> <laughs> anyone can come, anyone can And there can, can be, be any number, any number of Lexa fingers in any scene at once. <laughs> so many digits. It's like having too many fingers in a pie. Is that, is that a thing? What is it? Well, there, there probably can only be so many of Lex's fingers in Clark's pie. But <laughs> Asian booze pie is it's, it's stretchy, but it has its limits. I was just thinking, actually, she's not a bottomless pit. If if there was like the Lex Tuplets orgy and Clark sort of you know becomes so overcome and she's like, oh Lexa, and, and they're like, which one? Which yeah. one? Which one? <laughs> He's like, like, if you don't, you don't want to say overcome in the context. <laughs> come over, come over me. It's like yeah. death by lexicon. <laughs> she drowns. But yeah, so we worked out that the lexicon. How many tits is that? A lot of boobs. No, oh, it's boobs. There's so many boobs. That's what I'm saying. So if it's nine, all encompassed by one giant boob. Eighteen. 18. That's eighteen well, tits. Twenty, including Clark's. Clark's. Oh, got twenty tits. <laughs> Clark's as well. Twenty tits is a good number. It's nice and round. Yeah. <laughs> And so the legs top place we decided. Ice and rain. It's my even. It's my even number. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided the legs top place would be 
The Hunter Lexa, of course. Priest Lexa, Model Lexa. No, let's go back to Priest Lexa and just think about her for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, Priest Lexa. Are you biting down on a pen? I am. <laughs> so, um, my favourite. And we realised that we need to like work more on this crossover with Fister Act. Oh, where definitely. Where Clark comes in as Agent Boob, undercover, a bit of like Sister Act going on where she's like having to be undercover. Slacking the habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she will be after she being will be. Lexa. Yeah, all those, all those digits. Don't fidget on the digit. <laughs> but yeah, that is the crossover that I want to write, but I have no time to do so. Is that a hint to someone out there? <laughs> Please write this. <laughs> Professor Lexa, Regency Lexa, oh, because yeah. Agent Boob can time travel. Cop Lexa, Flame and Dame Detective Lexa. Yeah. Shout out to the doc. The joke, yep. Um, and of course, the original crossover Lexa Queen that kicked, you know, all the cracky crossovers off, the mm-hmm. white queen running Lexa. Mm-hmm. And our Nokia phone with Snake. But oh. we forgot. Oh sorry. We, we forgot. No, we forgot about M <laughs> because M is quite significant. Or maybe we should redub her L. Mm, in this L. universe, in L. this verse, L. L. In this verse, she's L, as in, is she like Judy Dench L? <laughs> no. <laughs> or is she's she... queen of the gadget, so she's gonna have like no, do, like no, a dildo, is it not, a it's dildo no, array. Would Raven not be queen of the, de- Ra- of the gadget? Raven would be a better she would be M. R. She'd not be M. R. Yeah. <laughs> We're thinking of Q. Q I is mean, the one with the gadgets. Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, it's Q. Yeah. Oh, and M is like head of M. M is Judy Dench. That is Judy Dench. So, so, L, yeah. so L. L could be the boss. She yeah. could be M, and Raven could be Q. Yeah, no, she's R. I <laughs> but she is Q in this. Yeah. Is anyone still keeping with us? <laughs> Are you keeping up? So yeah, the boob will never die. There will be more. There's of the so boob. much potential for mm. Agent Boob. It blows my mind a little bit. So if anyone wants to contribute to Agent B world keep it coming then <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> that's what she said eight times no or nine, nine times, times. <laughs> every fucking time you get it wrong <laughs> we were picturing an Austin Powers slash Fembot scenario where it was Clark with all the Lex tuplets. Clark in nine Lexes. Yeah. Clark in... No. No. Nine, nine Lexes in Clark. Clark. Oh, again. Really sore. Ow. Every Orify... Oh, why is Orify not the crown of Orifices? And some doubling up. <laughs> Every B. hole is filled. Clark is airtight. <laughs> she's going to... Yikes. <laughs> It's creating she a vacuum. She does have a magical vagina. It's creating a vacuum. She's got naughty puss. <laughs> She's, She's naughty pussy. She can handle it. She can handle. <laughs> exactly. Handle it. So yeah, on that note, once again, once again, we have come to the end of another. <laughs> There's so much calm in this episode. <laughs> You're just obsessed. I am obsessed. Sorry. We have we have reached the end of another We've podcast. Reached the zenith. We can crack no more. <laughs> Thanks for listening once again, Nacho Crew, and remember to join us for RelicCon on the 27th of May in Glasgow. Woo-hoo! And now for a public service announcement. Hi, I'm Cassie Skye, star of well-known adult movies such as Homo Alone, Labyrinth, Maniquim, Fister Act, and Fister Act 2, Slack in the Habit. For decades, researchers thought there was no cure 
Scientific studies show that millions of people suffer through their day-to-day -day lives under the immense strain of being turned on at work, or too well. But today, there's Benfic, an everyday treatment for the working professional. Simply open a blank document and type out all your frustrations. It's that easy. Don't flick it, fick it with Benfic. Am I old?